Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day folks and welcome to Australian UFO Sightings official podcast. I'm your host Anthony Goodall and you're listening to Encounters Down Under. Here we invite guests on the show to tell us about their encounters with aliens and UFOs, where most of our episodes were streamed live from our Facebook page, which gave listeners the opportunity to ask questions to our guests regarding their encounter. If you have had an encounter and would like to be a guest on the show, please get in touch with us. You can send us a message through our Facebook page, Encounters Down Under, or send us an email at AustralianUFOSightings at Outlook.com.au. Be sure to join us on Facebook and share with your friends and family to help us grow, and hopefully encourage others to come forward with their encounter. If you're an iTunes listener and a fan of the show, why not give us that five-star rating and review, and you could have your review featured on the podcast. But enough of that, let's get into what you've been waiting for. So kick back, relax with your favourite beverage, and enjoy the show. Greetings, mortals, and welcome to the spooky edition of Encounters Down Under, where I'm joined by Triffin and Grub, who share their bone-chilling experiences and give a little lesson on Halloween history. Enjoy. <laughs> welcome, everyone, to another Encounters Down Under live episode, Halloween special edition. <laughs> Thank you for delivering me your souls. Anyway, sorry for the delay, but we should begin this show. And what better than bring Triffin and Grob to the show to tell us about these experiences of their own and a little bit of the history in regards to Halloween. So boys, welcome to the show. Mate. That is the spookiest welcome I've ever gotten onto any show, I must say. Uh, and you didn't tell me we were doing... I would have done a costume too, man. You know what I mean? I could have pulled something together. Uh, My apologies. But I appreciate it. That's okay, mate. That's okay. But Halloween, All Saints Day, Sarween, Dia das Lomotos. There's many, many, many interpretations of Halloween. And 
there's some interesting research because Halloween as a festival, as a celebration of the dead, as a honouring of the flame, as a celebration of things that have passed actually happens all over the globe and has happened all over the globe for about, I would say, around 12,800 years. Now, that's giving away why I think we celebrate Halloween. Because what you boys don't understand is, well, you you might understand, and some of the listeners might understand, is that right now, as we sit and record this, we are currently spinning through the Torrid Media Stream. Now, the Torrid Media Stream, we pass through that twice a year, in June and July, and then October and into November, like right now. The Torrid Media Stream is roughly 30,000 kilometres wide. We orbit at roughly 2,000 kilometres plus a day, which means it takes us about 15 days to get through the Torrid Media Stream. Now, back in the day, Graham Hancock used to say that twice a year we walk across a six-lane highway with a blindfold on and hope there's not a truck coming the other direction. Now, what does this have to do with Halloween? What is Halloween? It is honouring the dead. It is honouring the flame. It is honouring the stars. There's stories, indigenous cultures and stories about uh, the hair from the skies and and the fire from the sky in these old, old stories. Now, 12,800 years ago, the world ended in a cataclysm that we can't even begin to understand. And the civilization that was before then, I believe, and so do many others, it was the megalithic civilization that we see evidence of all over the planet. Because not only is the celebration happen all over the planet, but one of the four points that these megalithic sites are aligned to is this period of time in the year. Now, there is a again with these halloween stories or these day of the dead there is many stories right it's the oncoming of winter it's the it's the last big harvest before winter things are dying right honoring the dead however there's an interpretation you know in places that still really hang on to the day of the dead like in uh, south america is they they really do a big thing about it north korea south korea china name a continent okay in the northern hemisphere uh the pagan traditions celebrated as well. So it's another one of those ones that celebrated all over the planet at the same time for a long time. And it's not like they didn't have the internet, mate. You know what I mean? They didn't talk to one another, supposedly. So there is a global honouring of the dead during this period of time. Maybe they are honouring the memory of the day or the time that the world ended, which is why it's spooky, which is why it's said to be during this period of the year that the veil is thinner. Now, why would the veil be thinner? If 90% of the population was wiped out 13,000 years ago around this period of time from rocks from the sky out of the Torrid Media Stream, the veil would be thinner. That amount of life, if we are to believe everything is energy, our souls go somewhere else if a vast percentage of life of this planet was snuffed out almost in an instant then that veil between death and life would definitely be thinner 
However, I think Halloween, and and look, this is not just some esoteric research. There's anthropology studies into this. There's there's proper uh, in-depth research that's been done into this topic where Halloween is potentially us celebrating the day the world ended. And that genetic echo through time continues to this day. Now, obviously, it's morphed into something else, you know. However, the at the core of it, like we see at the core of a lot of these things, the religions, the occult, all this stuff, the core of it is a memory or is something that was once before, if you know oh, what hang I mean. Hang on, I was going to say, Anthony, you, you, you've got a filter on. You just, you just put a filter on. <laughs> so yeah, that that is. Oh, sorry, the, the, the Grim Reaper was here earlier. Yeah, he came to collect our soul. <laughs> but yeah, that is when we talk about Halloween. That is potentially what Halloween actually is. It's us remembering the last time the world ended. Yeah, for sure. And look, I just want to touch on, uh, you know, people in Australia, they go and carry on and go, oh, no, we don't celebrate Halloween down here because it's un-Australian. It's all being commercialized by America and blah, blah, blah. It's all American tradition and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, hang on, no. It's a lot deeper than that. It's like Halloween is celebrated, like you're saying, like all worldwide, you know. There's a lot more to it. And, and um, you know, yeah, sure, America has commercialized it. But you tell me what person in Australia doesn't celebrate it, like, a, an American commercialized event, you know, look, look at Easter and Christmas, Valentine's Day, all these sort, sort of little seasons, holiday seasons and stuff like that, where it's all been commercialized by America. So you tell me, you don't tell, you don't celebrate these days because it's an, not an Australian tradition. Well, okay, have that for an example. Mm. All of them are now. Well, well, Chris, Christmas was about giving gifts. That is, there's a bit of a gifts were given at Christmas, but they were given to the tree to honor the tree spirits. There's, in pagan, there's in a pagan understanding of that. Yeah, there is. There, there, there is another one actually. The, the where kind of state police came from was because of the celebration of Christmas. So the um, it it was crazy. Like it was basically those five days, was the three hundred and sixty-five days. Those five days were just given, and that's why it, was, it became the twelve days of Christmas. Mm. And you would go crazy. They were godless days, you know, and uh, they would all get shit-faced. And basically, the um, the church were like, "We we need to we need to bring this back to to the church." And so they started to really bring the celebration back into the church, which removed all that. And then they actually uh, made like a, uh, a security force to actually go around during that that time to stop people from going crazy. And that was in an institute and became the police force. <laughs> Thank, yeah, thank Christmas celebration for that. Yeah, it depends on which tradition. Which tradition? It's changed again too. Mm. But if we come back to Australia, Anthony, as far as Halloween's concerned, that's not true. The Indigenous culture in Australia do celebrate Halloween. They do celebrate not Halloween as we understand it now. And this is a problem with cultural interpretation. Yeah, but do the Indigenous of Australia have a celebration of the dead during this time of year is there uh, legends and dream time stories of this yes yes there is oh really yeah wow yes. that one, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that that one I'd like to find out yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, there is. There's there's Dreamtime stories that during, and it's not all the same time, right? It's a different, but it's it's what what's interesting and why you bring it back to the Torrid Media Stream is it's within these two weeks. It's the end of October, early November. So because the, from the research I did early on, I think the the festivals in early November in Korea and it's in a different place in Tibet and you know so it's not. The, the, the 31st has been commercialised. Wow. even Korea as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Korea, Russia, China, Tibet, India, um, and Mexico, yeah, echoes, echoes from Australia, Mexico, South America. Um, this is this is a cultural, a cross-cultural, global thing, and it's different versions, right? It's not because of the, we get the Western commercialised version of it, but the overarching thing, it's about fire. It's about honouring the dead, honouring the ancestors, um, communicating with the ancestors during this period of time, um, you know. And there's there's all these stories about darkness, and it's it's yeah. But it, it, what if it's a genetic echo of the day the world ended, right? I mean, it it actually the 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 research on it makes a lot of sense. It's and again, you know. It, Oh, I mean, yeah, go, go to Ireland. Ireland, Ireland, Ireland had the same idea. So yeah, Sarween, Sarween, or Sarwen in Ireland. Yeah, yep, yeah. So all through Europe as well. Yep. And it was the idea of uh, their souls being captured. So it was kind yep. of they, 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 they even, even there's all these old black and white, like uh, the old photos from the 1800s. They used to dress up with like potato sacks on, and it was to look up, to look scary, so their soul would not be taken. As if they were thinking that they were going to be taken. Yeah. And I think I think that's that's the the, the Sawin idea. But the actual dressing but, up came from there, wasn't it? The, the yeah, actual... absolutely. But also the, the mm. key is who takes them, right? There's these stories of the the gods and the goddesses. Sweeping the brooms, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sweeping broom. There's hair references, and the thing about hair references, as far as medias and stuff, is that they they call them like angel hair. Right, so it's like if you imagine a massive media stream plowing into the atmosphere, what does it look like? It looks like strands of hair. Uh, yeah, and the, yeah, the goddess of death with her long hair comes down and takes your soul. Right, you know what I mean? Like ah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's more of this mythological stuff that does translate into, you know, it becomes story. However, I think. Especially with these traditions that have survived. I mean, you can go into Christmas. Christmas is very interesting. You can go into Easter as well, because I mean, Easter and Christmas are just the summer and the winter solstice. Okay, that's all they are, and it's the church that adapted those celebrations in the northern hemisphere. However, it's just the opposite down here, right? So it's the the winter and the the summer solstice for us. The opposite, because we're on the yeah, we're going uh, into yeah, um, we're in the bottom side of the planet, right? We're on the other side, yeah. other other part of the cycle. The horses However, are falling. Um, mm. yep. uh, it's so yeah, there is there, there is total reverses with things. The um, yeah, that's that's interesting because if you, if you think of like breeding with different animals and things like that, that's that's the time now. You know, this is this is that late spring. Um, yeah, and there's other there's the other layers You've got time to, this to as chill well. out, race and stuff like that. Oh, we've got the races, the Melbourne Cup coming up too. Mm. Yeah, it comes on Tuesday. So we've got the time while the crops are growing. You've got to go out and do all the other shit, prep up for for that harvest. So in the meantime, you've got that you know time to race it. Yeah, well, the summer solstice is a massive celebration, right? I mean, if you 
So if you if you layer that over the Aussie Christmas, right? Uh, how we celebrate Christmas. I mean, the thing about Christmas in the Northern Hemisphere is they would bring a tree inside, right, to honour the tree spirits for the coming harvest, right? So in, in the North, it's the depth of winter, I mean, in mid-December, mm. right? And proper mm. winter, not mm. winter down here. We're talking snow and all that sort of stuff, right? And basically the winter solstice would be the last great celebration because it's the shortest day of the year. After that, the days start to get longer. The sun starts coming out. We start planting. So basically the celebration of Christmas was you come together with family. Mm. They pull they pull together whatever resources they have left to have one big celebration to honour the tree spirits and honour the earth and honour the cycle so the coming harvest would be fruitful. And in order to honour the tree, they would bring a, a fir tree. And I wish old mate, the Dutch guy, was in here because he'd probably elaborate much mm. more on mm. this. The, the fir tree, and they would actually decorate the tree, right, and they would leave gifts evergreen tree. tree yeah yeah they would leave gifts under the tree to honor the tree spirits but there would be an element of feasting and gift giving and the tree is true um one of the only times you can use a five-pointed star uh in the abrahamic faith is during christmas you can put a five-pointed star on a christmas tree um all other times of the year the five-pointed star represents the pinnacle obviously uh, and you know that's considered a occultist satanic symbol when it's really just Does Venus sorry to, to, to interrupt is that is it right. is um can you guys find out if 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 this is the time that Venus comes up or is that out of sync is that is that another cycle that maybe when this was around did 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 Venus come up at summer or mid mid no nah, it's sort of uh, sure. out of sync in itself there with the um rotations of the cycle where Venus it's every seven inside. year cycle or something Somewhat. Yeah. So, yeah, that sort of time, I think it would be pretty inaccurate to say Venus would be coming into play. But it should be at some point over the next few weeks, I'd imagine. I can't really recall that sort of thing. Oh, but, right. Yeah, it should be coming yeah, up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, but what I find interesting, boys... On the east. Well, yeah. serious, actually. Yeah, serious. Yeah, we, no, Venus is going to come back for us pretty soon, I think. Hmm. Uh, we'll start seeing Venus again in the sky. I haven't seen her in a while. Um, however, the Echoes, boys, we come back to Halloween... The fact that this celebration still lasts to this day, I wonder whether it's a genetic echo, right? We all have a genetic understanding that once upon a time something terrible happened, right? I mean, that's the Noah story. That's the Armageddon story. That's the every single Indigenous story. It all comes back to the same thing. And these other ones, right? I mean, talk about the summer solstice. You know, it's now about a rabbit that delivers chocolate, right? eggs in particular right what's the rabbit and the egg signs of fertility yeah right so during summer solstice you would give uh presents of painted eggs right to because like rub said in the summer solstice the harvest is coming in right this is you're about to bring in the harvest that's going to get you through the winter and you want that final grow to be good and the summer solstice is about using that bountiful the harvest you've had to honour that for the last, you know, planting and harvest of the time. Um, all these things, regardless of how what religious context has been put on them, the key parts of the actual celebration, humans celebrate that regardless. And that's what I find interesting, right? Because no one goes to church at Christmas anymore. No one goes to church at Easter anymore, right? We still get rabbits and chocolate eggs and we still put a tree up and do the do the food and the you know what i mean 
Yeah. So we go through that, the motions of what's 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 uh, uh, what we believe what is supposed to be now. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, well, but, yeah, but, yeah. but that, but what that you celebration is the genetic echo. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. no, you, you, uh, yeah, you, I mean, for for the genetic thing, because it was such an extreme event, if people did starve and it did reduce the population, mm. then there would be uh, a shift in an adaption to certain food sources and scarcity during that period, which would leave a real genetic imprint of that, of that, uh, of that drama. And I mean, mentally, how, how, how that would translate mentally into seeing the sun going into winter at that time, especially for the Northern Hemisphere, would, yeah, yeah, yeah there could just as well be a, a genetic throwback to um, coming into winter. I mean, we, we already naturally like prep winter, especially the northern hemisphere and the amount of wood they mm. save up, mm. all the pickling and all the berries and shit that they can preserve, you know. Uh, but we don't, we don't do it, we don't do that here. It's totally different, and in um, in Thailand and stuff too, it's all very fresh. Everything's fresh. Mm. Um, but definitely, there's a change in climate every year at that time, which yeah. would also add add to that that bump. But yeah, the fact that there is an imprinted. Um, ritual ceremony of remembrance well the, well, the other thing is two boys is what, what is what is armageddon in the bible right so let's, t- let's take the religious context armageddon is rocks from the sky floods volcanoes storms right it's it's everything that's all very scary and, and we perceive that as being one of the most terrible things that could happen but that's actually a fairly good description of what did happen you know what i mean like that's what did happen rocks came from the sky there was storms, there was volcanism, there was continent-wide wildfires, there was, again, like I said, we can't even begin to imagine what happened, right? That is the echo as well. Like, there was a story of destruction in the past that we tell that story, and every culture tells that story in their own variation. Why? Because we must remember, right? We must remember that time when the world ended Definitely. Um, so, look, I want to try and um, point out to everyone here, like who's listening here. You can guys can join the show as well. Um, just hit that link that's in the description there, and you'll get onto the show here. We'll get you in when we can. And obviously, we're gonna start talking about our spooky stories and experiences there. And um, obviously, the whole idea of the show is like you know get a bit of a creepy, spooky vibe to it. So, um, I guess we'll go and jump into that, boys. Um, who wants to go and start with this spooky or scary story? Before we uh, one of our Listeners wants to jump in and join in. Go on, Grub. Go on, Grub. Give a uh, a Yowie story. My my first experience. (laughs) was about seven years old. We were down in Bungonia Caves in uh, kind of southern Blue Mountains. Uh, Probably about, I think it was about two and a half hours out of Sydney. And uh, there's there's some great caves there too. One of them was used as a cathedral. By the settlers. Uh, one of them's 300 meters deep, so you got all these ladders and, and all these massive stalagmites that you got to climb down all the way down the bottom. All fun doing that. Then we camped there the night in a big, probably about 200 meter circle radius camp cleared area. We were the only we were the only people there, and old man parked right on the edge of the, the tree underground. Line. Are you underground or there? Uh, we 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 we'd gone caving that day. But the camping ground is just the local area, you know, it's a flat okay. clearing area. But uh, 
the the tree line is just just natural bush next to it. So he parked right up right up next to the bush, and uh, <laughs> I practically had to like walk into the bush to get out of the car, you know. So um, we had the day caving, that was all cool. And then uh, that night, we still had the overalls on, you know, the big zip up things. And uh, I'm getting all itchy. I'm like, God, this is getting uncomfortable. So I'm like, I'm going to go over to the car and get changed. And uh, they're like, off, then off you go. And I'm looking over and it's like, it's a good maybe 50 to 100 meters. And I'm like, oh, it's pretty far. And, you know, I'm pretty young. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I'll go, I'll go. I put the headlamp on and off we go. I get about halfway, and then all of a sudden there's a growl, like a, a, an ominous uh, growl as if don't come any further. And I stopped dead in my tracks. And this is, this is a good 50 meters from the car, and the growl I could hear as if like a dog growling to make you stop, but it was, it was deep. It was really deep guttural, and I stopped dead in my tracks. And then I, I looked back at the camp and I looked at the car and I realized I'm about halfway and I'm like, oh God, you know, I can't, I can't freak out, you know, keep going. <laughs> Took two more steps and then mid-step another growl came out. And I, I couldn't see anything over there, but there was something large growling at me. And uh, I, I turned and went straight back to the camp and I'm like, why didn't you get changed? And I'm like, there's, uh, I know there's something over there growling at me. Like, what do you mean growling? There's, there's nothing over there. I said, no, there's, there's something over there. It's like, oh, don't, don't worry about it then. Don't, you know, forget about it then. And, um, yeah, I, to this day, could not explain it. Could not explain it, but, uh, it was loud. It was, it wasn't that it was loud. It was, it was deep and guttural and drawn out, you know, like, like someone like growling at a at a dog, you know, like, <laughs> but like <laughs> it would shake you kind of. It was oh, it was freaky. But, uh, you do hear that that's the noise too. It's like a deep guttural from another. Like if Anthony still got his uh, his voice changed there, <laughs> get back into that voice and growl. That'd be like a, what it would be. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> that wasn't me, mate. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, you were late. Yeah. Now this is the <laughs> <laughs> Well, I tell you what. I tell you what. I um, I thought about one the other day that I don't know if I've told this on any podcast. So this is a, a new new uh, story, and it's a little bit of a trippy one. Uh, it's a it's a spirit experience. So, my end of high school was spent in Arnhem Land. Northeast Arnhem Land in a place called Nullumboy or Gove. Uh, there's an a, aluminum mine out there. And we had a Queenslander house and I had the room on the corner and I had bunks, right? It was only me in the room. I had one bunk set up along the wall and I had the other one as like an L shape, right? And I'm probably, I think I'm 16. I'm pretty sure I had my license. So I'm, I'm 16, right? Or more. Uh, and I kept waking up and sort of like, because I was against the wall, I look in the corner of the room and I feel this energy, right? Or see this shadow, basically. And this happened for a few nights and it would scare me, but it, it didn't seem malevolent, right? It didn't seem like it was out to get me. It seemed like it was hiding, 
right? It seemed like it was, it felt to me like it was a, a, a young female presence and it was sort of like curled up in a ball in the corner uh, looking to hide. And this went on for a few nights and I sort of began to get more confident with it and I began talking to it and there was a, it was a bit of an understanding, right? And then one night, and I still don't understand this day why I said this, but I said, listen, if you need to rest, it's okay. There's another bed there. You can use that bed to rest, right? And there was that night this presence didn't get into the bed. The night, the next night, it did. Now, I can't say... I mean, this is the 90s, so there's no phones, there's no cameras, you know what I mean? There's nothing, right? So I saw just the, the shadow. I wouldn't have said the blanket was up or you know what I mean, but I, this presence moved to the bed, which kind of freaked me out. However, even then, it didn't seem malevolent. It seemed like it was grateful, and I fell asleep and had a really good night's sleep because I remember that. And then I never saw or felt this presence ever again. Uh, yeah. And that's one I don't think I've told. But that was a trippy experience. It went on for about a week, every night for a week. And culminated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And culminating in me inviting this thing to rest. And then as soon as it rested, it, it left. That's right. So um, what sort of gave you the idea that it wants to come and rest? After the period, I remember... Look, a little bit of a backstory about me as a teenager in the 90s. Um, well, teenagers in the... I don't know how old you boys are, but we used to... I was, you know, X-Files was big back then. Like, I was into witchcraft and the occult and all that stuff. It was big back then. Um, and so I was probably open to that. I was, And, and I had, had some interesting, other interesting experiences that I, I may or may not share tonight. However, um, this presence... When I when when I got scared of it, it got scared of me, right? It, there was a, it was worried about. It was more. I felt from an energetic standpoint that it was more afraid of me than I was of it. And after a night or two, it, I don't know whether it was my eyes because this would happen in in witching hour, right? It would have been two, three o'clock in the morning. I would wake up, and I would see this thing, um, in the corner. Because I had a street light. We lived in a cul-de-sac in this big Queenslander. So the street light sort of came through my window. But I had a curtain. So it was just enough light, especially when it was in the middle of the night, to see not much. But it was like there would be a shadow in the corner. And it seemed like it was scared. It seemed like it was... It had fear. Um, and it just kept coming back to that space. Because I wasn't... After the first night... I wasn't really afraid of it because I realised that it feared me. Uh, and I don't know what caused me to say, ask it to rest, right? Maybe it was a restless spirit, man, that had been, who knows, right? I don't really understand what caused me to ask it to sleep. However, I did, and then it left. Mm, that's crazy. That you know, that's it's like uh, a... But it was shadow, so you're saying it was more of a... 
there was there was no actual light emitted. It was more of one of them kind of a shadow kind of a yeah. It was it was, it, it was cor- yeah it was corporeal, but it was it was dark. It wasn't light. Yeah, it was a shadow. And as I say, it, I, if That's you had crazy. to ask, you hear me it what often. It was, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of it, but normal, normally normally they're, they're, they're a lot creepier. But it's actually yeah. been seems seem to be more more impersonal like that. More 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 of a. You know, yeah, you, you actually had other feelings from them, you know. Well, I yes. got the, I got the, I got that it was hiding, right? It was scared, and it was hiding in my room, for whatever reason, you know. Um, yeah, that's what I got from it. Yeah, mine have seen dark, from um, shadow people, so like they're a bit skittish, you know. They're sort of like they'll play games and try and hide from you, and or, or try and run through your peripheral sort of view there. And then there's other times where people will see them. I have a stretch and looking directly over them while they're sleeping. That's sort of my experience with um, shadow people, but never have like something like an interaction with them. Never like something like that. Yeah, I I, I, I have come across uh, like a shadow people actually. Once once people became more attuned, the shadow people became a relative or a spirit or a, or, or, or something. That it was just for the time being, as, as we see it. You, it, there's like a filter that just looks like a black mass until it, I don't know, somewhere, um, for whatever reason, I don't know, someone popped their kundalini or some shit and fucking all of a sudden they had image that wasn't just like a black mass. Oh, yeah, you know? can just uh, see it for what that actually is. But it's is. just, yeah, yeah, it takes like maybe training to be able to then identify that maybe that creepy black shadow that's looking over you is actually <laughs> your dead grandma or something. Yeah. <laughs> Still, that's a cool Man, come on, you got to put a different suit on, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I mean, don't know what to Shadow person or grandma staring other... at me? <laughs> yeah, there's there's that other there's that other interpretation too, boys. That at that time of night, that's that's witching hour. You know what I mean? Two, mm. three o'clock in the morning. That's when you know whichever side of the planet you're on. That's when the veil is thinnest because it's it's the it's the depth of night. Um, yeah. You know, all sorts of weird stuff happens at two, three o'clock in the morning. Um, I had another ghost story, actually, I just remembered as well. Um, so, a bit younger this time, sort of 12, 13, somewhere now. I used to live in Ballarat in Victoria and back then. Um, and one of my good mates, his older brother, Craig, a um, bit of a loose unit, old Craig, uh, and... You know, was on the wrong side of the track, if you know what I mean, and and he loved riding his motorbike, right? He had a KX125 from memory, and uh, there was a track that used to run beside the creek where I grew up in Brown Hill. And the thing is, it was it was a single track, and bikes used to ride both directions. And anyway, this this day, he went for a ride, but some of the odd things about this day is that. He actually told his mum that he loved her. Uh, he told everyone, actually. Like, he, he he did some weird stuff that morning. That people were a little bit like, it wasn't him, you know what I mean? He was a brash teenage kid on the wrong side of the law. However, before he went for a ride this day, he expressed gratitude and love for most of the people in his life for some reason. Comes to pass that he's going this way, another bike's going that way. This bike basically jumps over him and basically the the front wheel takes his helmet off and the engine block basically takes his head off, okay? Um, that's what happened. 
so anyway, his younger brother, Steve, was a really good friend of mine. And I just happened to be at Steve's house that day. We were just messing around, you know what I mean? And when this happened, um, Steve asked if I could stay with him that night, you know what I mean? Like, he was a bit upset. Obviously, his brother had just died. And I was on the floor on a mattress. And it must have been about that time, witching hour, right? I woke up. And for all money, I saw Steve and Craig having a conversation on the bed, right? They were sit- Craig was sitting up there and talking to Steve because we knew Craig and, and it was obviously Steve's it was his stepbrother. And I remember watching it for, I don't know, 20 seconds or something and then going, this isn't for me. And I just went straight back to sleep. Um, however, yeah, woke up to see... And Steve said the next day that Craig come and visited him. And I'm like, whoa, that's it. <laughs> it's set the reality. Yeah, ah. right? Because I didn't, I was, you know, it's a time of grief. I'm not going to say anything like that. You know, was your dead brother here last night? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but but he, he volunteered that information the next morning. Um, yeah, that was a weird one. That was a weird one. Yeah, it's not the first time I've had someone there. Um, I had a guest on my show there uh, a while back there where they had their brother come in through the outside there and actually have a full conversation with him, made a cup of tea and everything, sat there, conversation. It wasn't until like, they came back that next morning, sat at the same table, like, oh, shit, this happened last night, blah, 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 blah. So like, it's, it's sort of weird. Like, um, I know, like, you know, we're talking about past uh, relatives or something, like, you know, where they've come in to talk to us there. And it sort of makes you wonder, but... Like, was this a, a dream or not? But then you're saying, like, you know, you've seen both there from your side of the perspective. It sort of sets a reality that, like, you know, there actually are realms there where people are interacting directly to these spirits. Well, I tell you what, I, I don't know if I told this one, I have told this story on my show, however, my granddad passed away. Um, I think I told it on, on the general show. Yeah, my you granddad know, you told me as well away. on your show uh, when you had me on the Yeah, that's yes, right. Yep. The yeah, whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, there was the, there's two stories. There's the port, and then there's what happened at his funeral. Um, so we're carrying his body out. Like, the eldest grandsons, he wanted them to be his pallbearers. That was his, you know, wishes. So we're carrying... I'm literally holding my grandfather's coffin, right? This is after they did a full Masonic uh, ceremony over his coffin, by the way. We can come back to that if you want. Um however walking out and my granddad was a holden man and i mean a dying wool holden man okay he got every brand new holden to the van commodore in 1990 and he babied that car for the rest of his life right um and i walk out and i notice that the hearse is a ford right and i'm (laughs) overcome with grief right i'm over you know granddad meant a lot to me and all that sort of stuff right and as I'm sliding his coffin into the hearse, I hear his voice in my head, as clear as a bell. They could have got me a fucking Holden, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and then, I, then, it, then, it, then it cottoned on to me that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm at his funeral and I'm sliding his body. And like, he seriously as loud as a bell, right? And then, the, then we go and get blind drunk right just on a different level 
and granddad used to collect port right and wine and my uncle had grabbed some of whatever was left out of the cellar he hand dug his own cellar by the way um just got a got bored one day and got under the house with a shovel and started digging right no joke. <laughs> yeah um and dug this wicked little cellar right? <laughs> you're right mate <laughs> I've got no cellar. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no UFO. I don't know what you're talking about. That's a dungeon. Yeah. Sassy, there's there's no, Sassy, get back in there. Yeah, there's no Tell spinning anyone. pool of mercury underneath your shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, as we, as we start celebrating, the uncle brings out the best bottle of port that Granddad had, right? Now, not only when we pour the cups, is there one extra cup randomly, there's also only enough port for everybody and then one extra, right? So synchronicities, you know what I mean? Anyway, we, we, all, we all agreed that that one was obviously for Grandad. And we put it up on the thing around the fire and we go back to drinking. An hour or so later, someone starts getting a bit pissed because who drank Grandad's port? The port's gone. The cup's there, but the port's gone. And then everyone started to get a bit titchy because, like, who did that, who did that? And then it became clear that nobody did that. And then a bit of a hush over the wake, you know what I mean? That realisation that, oh, <laughs> maybe Grandad had a drink, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's um, cool. <laughs> and, I, and I think some of, you know, my uncle and my cousins had different interactions through that day not dissimilar to my own like whether it be feelings or energy or just something odd happening you know what i mean uh, um yeah i think the veil is thinner you know and the other thing about granddad is he was a third degree mason so he knew stuff that we didn't know uh about life and death and, and these sorts of things uh, so dad did that give him a uh, a sure foot to act from you know mm, i was uh, just thinking that that's um that's one of their missions is to successfully take their knowledge to the next world yeah and then bring it back and remember who you are mm -hmm. is that's and that's one of the the, the, the actual alchemic uh, uh, principles that they they were trying to enshrine or at least yeah. accomplish which they, apparently the yogis were doing this 70,000 years ago yeah. This it's, is uh, just yeah, the, but back it's, to the gods. It's intrinsic. Yeah, yeah, it's, mm. yeah, yeah. And and that's that's also after uh, they did a full masonic uh, passing through to the next realm ceremony over his coffin with uh, a hand basket that looks like the handbag that's in every single you know the mystery handbag that's in all the carvings and stuff. Um, there was this the, the square of loincloth, and I think it was the fir tree or the oh no, it was the acacia. Um. Yeah, they did a full ceremony, and they didn't. They they mumbled to each other. They didn't actually speak the words aloud to the the group. However, they um. Yeah, they did, and yeah. Again, I was pretty upset at that point in time, but I didn't fail to. I'm like, I know you're upset, but you got to register the details of the Masonic funeral stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. It, may, it may have been something similar to the idea of uh, uh, Isis and Horus 
because yeah. that um, original uh, obelisk was made out of cedar. And the cedar was supposed to be Osiris's missing phallus that they couldn't find, that she had to yes. reattach to be able to come and bear Horus. Mm. And they're supposed mm. to be the sons of Horus or something. Mm. So there's a lot of that, 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 that from back then. And even then, they're supposed to be, back to, back to Halloween, they were the survivors of that cataclysm. Yes, of that cataclysm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, 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 they were Taurus. And they were worshipable. The yeah. They were big bull worships. And the other thing about the Taurus... Man. The other thing about Taurus is that Taurus, Taurid meteor stream, the meteoroid, the meteoroids or the asteroids or that you know that that is a former comet that we pass through it comes out of the Taurus, right? It comes out it, where where those rocks come from is out of the the, the the astrological side of Taurus, and on the shoulder of the bull is what the Pleiades, right? Which you might remember from some of our earlier episodes, is part of the grand creation story of Homo sapiens sapiens as well. Mm-hmm. You know, is uh, yeah. But yeah, no, back to uh, creepy stories, a, uh, man. Go on. Yeah, what else you got, bro? Yeah. I had a friend of mine. They um, uh, <laughs> they all went camping with my little brother, <laughs> and uh, they were out in, at Nunes. If you if you know the back of the Blue Mountains, it's a big uh, big area called Nunes near the Zigzag Railway, and uh, it's huge, big plateau, big sandstone plateau with some gullies and stuff and some old sandstone eroded stuff. Out in the middle of nowhere, right? They decided to go out full driving, so they had to use full drives to get it where they're at. They, they, they got smashed. They got, they got shit-faced. They camped, and they all had the separate tents. And one of them, uh, they, all, they all heard him make love with someone. Oh. And then, and then footsteps walk away. And the next morning, everyone's just like, "What?" And then you know, they just went back to sleep. And next morning, they woke up and they're like, "What was that?" They go, "No, it's just just some woman just came came into his tent." And they and they did their business. <laughs> she shut up, left out in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. <laughs> wow. So it was it was a real person. Though. I don't think it was a shadow person. But <laughs> <laughs> so where did she come from? Nobody. Where did she go? <laughs> <laughs> They're out the fucking middle of nowhere, man. It's just some woman walked in, just out of nowhere, and just walked straight into his tent. You know, he's the Yeti. <laughs> he, we, we, all, we all call him the Yeti, the Yeti from Bar Mountain, right? <laughs> so he's. Right. Yeah. That's fucking, different. And how did he yeah. tell that story that this chick just came in and whatever and, and yep. left? Yep. Um, and. Bear witness. Everyone else had a bear witness because they were fucking sitting in the tents next to him, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, well, "Like who the f- who is that? What the fuck?" Like, and they're, they're all talking. They're gonna hear each other. <laughs> they're all doing. He's doing his business anyway, right? <laughs> and then she just disappeared, never to be seen again. Oh wow! So did, so did uh, and, and he's the Yowie. Like, did, I mean, was that some extraterrestrial? Being that just <laughs> yeah. wanted to come and collect some seed, and like, where are we going with this, man? Like, I don't know. Oh, it's fucking, I've, I've, I've heard crazier. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, from, from different, different, you know, all the different UFO abductions and the, the uh, seeding programs and, and, and all this kind of shit. It's like you hear something like that, you think, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, it's not really scary in my opinion. I think it's really much of a good time, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think the creepiest Until part you look on Google Maps and you're like, bro, that's a 
that's a that's yeah. a good thirty kilometers from anything, you know. Yeah. At least, yeah. T- totally scrub, nothing. <laughs> oh. You just wanted in, wanted out. Probably during the witching hour as well. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right in the middle of the night. Yeah. Someone could see that a good woman, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know if it was a woman. Well, there you go. That's, That's true, right. too. I mean, what, yeah, what, whatever. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Well, look, I'm going to throw my little bit of experience there. It's not much. I haven't really seen much. I haven't, like, when it comes to the whole paranormal side of things, I've had nothing really much to do with it um, experience-wise. The only thing I've had was, like, a UFO encounter. That was about it. But the thing is, like... Um, you know, there seems to be a lot of paranormal sort of resonates around children. And so I think when the kids, my kids were born, that, you know, we sort of started hearing things a bit more and here and there. And, you know, there's one day they would come back from shopping or something like that, and the little girls, like, walked through and looked into one of our rooms and gone, hello. And it's like, who are you talking to? Oh, there's someone sitting over there. And it's like, well, where are they sitting? You know, it's like, oh, you're just over there on the chair. And it's like, well, what do they look like? Oh, I don't know, I can just see them. They're like, hello, and they're not there anymore. You know, it's like, that's just bloody weird. And it's like, this house doesn't really seem to be haunted, but there's times where I've been asleep, or I've been half asleep, you know, you just sort of start getting on the uh, on the verge of, like, where you actually do fall asleep. And you can hear these footprints walk around the bed. And you sort of think, oh, it must be one of the kids there trying to climb into bed or whatever you like. So you sort of, like, look up and wait and just see, like, the shadow or the silhouette of a kid in there, but no kid. But yet, these footprints are walking around the bed and the bedroom on the carpet, and it's like, well, what the hell is hovering around us? Like, it's not just me, it's the is wife, it, is it? And that's, and that's in, is, so what's the history of your house? Do you know what your house is? Is it an old house? Where, no, no, it's recently, oh, it's about 10 years old now, but yeah, it's... I reckon location. For, for me, mm. by the sounds of it, I reckon it's it's a like ley line location thing. So if you look at the... Found uh, even even masons are involved with the laying of towns, you know, the search, uh, surveys. Oh yeah, I ran into you, some you towns in find. Queensland in the middle of nowhere that had masonic symbols all over them that I need to go back to. Yeah, yeah. and then you'll go and find like an obelisk or a, or a mm-hmm. war memorial Standing or something, stone. and you'll find there's something else, and you start lining them up, and they line up with with a particular day, like mm-hmm. so you get like moon rises on. On, like the lowest moonrise, the highest moonrise, the summer solstice, winter solstice, equinox, and you'll have all these monuments lined up. So, and I mean these, these these alignments go from like Fiji to Canberra, and then down to the Melbourne um, War Memorial. So these big they they're big lines, and yeah. I'm not exactly sure what they show what, what what they're for, but they're you know processional. So people people mm-hmm. do processions on them, do do mm-hmm. marches on them, and mm-hmm. you know, things like this. Mm-hmm. The so if you check, you might find. Yeah. 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 Well, so what I would do, what I would do, yeah. Anthony, is I'd look in, go into town wherever you are, and I would go and find the local church, right, and take a photo of the front of the local church for me and send it to me, right. and I'll then I'll, I will then tell you whether or not you have Masonic influence in your town because they're very distinct about how they build the church there, mm. and the symbolism that they use, and some of the the, the features that you'll see on the front of these churches. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't uh, be surprised, man. Yeah, we're on the, the outskirts surprised. of the town itself, so we're probably about a good mm. kilometre away. But even still, this is like where we are now. It's a bit of old farmland, so even still, it could have like a bit of a history there. Something could happen around Absolutely. here. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, uh, you just never really know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, you're going mm. back. You know, it's it's 250 years. Uh, yeah, who knows, man? 
who knows? You know, I think it's uh, it's it's fascinating stuff. Uh, I I just thought I'd, I've got a Yowie thing. Do you want to do? I've got it. So. Oh, before that, before I'll, 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 I'll get, I'll be yeah, a ghost you, go, one. you go, mate. You go. It's my okay. only one, my only ghost one that I that, that I had. That, that, uh, it just it reminded me. Well, um, I was in Thailand. I went, we went to Thailand, me and the, me and the family, and uh, went to uh, an old flooded Thailand temple area. And uh, so it was excavated, and they all thought it didn't exist. And uh, I'm like, yeah, okay, let's go, let's go. So we all drove out there, and um, we had to wait to get like a little little horse and cart to take us around and as we're waiting uh, I, I smoked at the time so I've just gone away from everyone else and there's one of those little spirit spirit houses and one of those big um, trees one of those Bodhi trees and uh, I'm just gone over there and I'm just by myself and I had my little boy at the time and, and so I was, I was smoking and I felt someone grab my arm grab my hand this is broad daylight and grab my hand like um, come with me like a kid and I'm like, Finn, get like, get away from me! Like, I'm smoking. Like, keep, keep away, you know. And there was nothing there. No one there. Wow. And and I just, I freaked, I freaked out. Eh? I was like, what the, what the fuck, man? I remember going to everybody else, like white face, and they're like, what, what's wrong? And I'm like, T- someone grab my hand, and they're like, like Finn, what well, wasn't Finn? Like, what the fuck? Someone just, yeah, yeah, fully just, yeah, freaked me out, freaked me out. <laughs> This is this is this is kind of sent me down the rabbit hole a lot too. It kind of, at that time, it brought back all these other other ideas. And I was like, well, this, this you know this shit's pretty legit, isn't it? You know, mm. someone literally just grabbed my hands like a child, grabbed my hands and tried to get me to go with them somewhere. And I looked down, there's no one there. <laughs> uh, yeah, creepy, creepy wow. little fucker. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> And I actually, I was, I was actually thinking about like to actually go back there and, and you know, get lost in Asia, you know, MIA, missing in Asia. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, yeah. And then I thought, you know what? This place isn't given enough justice for this idea for things like what's happening in in Anthony's house. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There's enough spirituality, and you know, it started here in a way with the with the with the original people. So I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of changed my idea and actually thought, you know, we'll actually explore here more. Yeah. Oh, I've actually got another one. There's a there's a haunt, there's a, there's a haunted mansion not far from uh, uh, not far from my place that I want to go and do a tour of Ooh, as well. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, here's another one for you. I Freaky. totally forgot about this one. So this is again in the same house. Um, now they had my my brother and his missus living with me at the time there, and they were sort of sleeping out in like the lounge room because we didn't have a room for them at that time. Anyway. They're sleeping out there, and we were like, sort of like, it must have been like, probably about that twilight zone sort of time. And everyone was sort of like half asleep but awake at the same time, you know, that sort of. It was weird, everyone's just awake. Anyway, next thing we hear is big, massive slap, like as if someone's getting their hand just slapping against the tiles and just echo through that the whole house. And everyone's like, wow. Just silent, like, you know, nothing. Then they're just like, okay, that was weird. Didn't think too much of it. Went back to sleep, got up next morning, spoke about it, and go, do you guys hear that big, massive slap on the tiles? And like, yeah, what the hell was that? That was like right next to us. It's like, yeah, well, I was hoping you guys could tell us what it was because you guys were out there. And they're like, we got no idea. It just scared the shit out of us because we we're just laying there. We were sort of half awake. And I was like, why are we all half awake? Yeah, right. It's like, that's weird. Like, someone's just sort of woken us up somehow for this specific reason to go and slap against the tile for whatever reason. 
Mm. And it's like, what the hell was that? Because like we couldn't the even wet, think. Like what a wet was. sound or? Well, I don't know. The other, the like, other was it like a wet, heavy towel or was no, it like, no, a, no, no, like, like, like someone just slapping the wall with their hand? Or? Like, yeah. like a skin on, skin on tile or Skin something. on tile is a massive slap, you know, with all their might and just, yeah, just echoed and resonated throughout the whole household. It's like, holy shit. Ooh. And yeah, we were in the house. They gave me the chills, man. <laughs> I said someone, like, someone getting killed on the tiles and getting yeah. swung onto the tiles, you know? Yeah, or or weird. you've got a goddamn freaking portal in your house and things are just like getting slapped into the wall. <laughs> Put this wall here. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> well, I mean, you hear about some of those stories out of Skinwalker and stuff like that, that you'd be in this semi-conscious state and some weird stuff would go down where you weren't kind of asleep, mm. you weren't quite awake. Mm. I agree um, with that, yeah. You become you like know. a transmitter for it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're... you're you're, you're, you're passing through that veil, man. You're passing through the veil from Ooh, oh, fuck yeah. Ooh. sleeping, right? That's yeah. what you're doing, right? You're passing into the next realm, uh, whatever that realm is, that frequency, that vibration. Um, yeah, well, whilst this was all sort of yeah. happening, I was sort of like, I was trying to do like, not like a meditation, but I was sort of trying to change my vibration, my frequency in a sense to try and open myself up more into like sort of trying to invite whatever this thing is around, sort of try and get an idea of what is going around. But then I started getting like a bit of a, like a negative energy in myself, and I started getting like you know, mm, frustrated, yeah, you gotta, angry, look, yeah, and don't, I was like you know, you don't invite real nothing, irritated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> and I'll let me finish. No, no, don't open yourself up to that. <laughs> no, no. So, and then I started realizing this like I think it was probably about a good week or so when I started doing this, and I started like you know I was just getting real snappy at like wife and the kids, and just everything was just annoying the absolute crap out of me. And then I sort of realized what was happening. I'm going. Could this be from me trying to open up myself to whatever's, you know, surrounding this household or Absolutely whatever? Absolutely, it is. And then that's when I, like, I had to go into, like, yeah, no, right, I need to change my vibe. I need to go and start thinking, getting back to the positive, you know, start being love. Because I'll, I'll be laying in bed there and I can just feel myself just getting angry. Just laying yeah. in bed before I go, so it's going angry, angry. I just get real frustrated. And it's yeah, like, well, oh, yeah. I don't know, I need to go and Ooh. stop this crap. I just need to start really shutting have down. You, have, you ever, have, you ever, have you ever thought, Anthony, about having. Um, Having your house cleared, mate. Have you ever have you ever run some sage through your house? Or, not really, because I don't think it's really uh, just, it's not active enough clearing. to really get to justify doing that yet. Um, there's nothing real. Yeah, that's yeah, that's. I've heard I've heard that that can just fucking irritate them. <laughs> yeah, depending like on who yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what yeah. It is, yeah. I mean, the the from from um, what I've heard with the the whole Yowie Sasquatch ordeal. Is, uh, yeah, you can, you can, um, I banish you in the name of Jesus Christ. It's supposed to be the one thing. And you like, the thing is though, is, is when you say it, you've got to mean it, which means you've got to understand what you're saying. And it's not coming from a religious idea at all, but the idea of, if, the, uh, the reason uh, that Jesus, works is the amount of energy that is behind that name mm, and that, that exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of the American Indians say, um, uh, you've got to go to the supreme creator, not the all creator, but the supreme creator. There's a, there's, there's a difference in the two of them. So if you say, yeah, right. I banish you in the name of, or I, I rebuke you in the name of the supreme creator, they will also adhere to that and respect that. So yeah, it doesn't, right. you, it's, it's got nothing to do with religion, but yeah, it's no. like, like you said, it's, what, it's what, your understanding the... of what that means. Uh, mm. And that's, that's like, even me saying that the supreme creator is higher than, say, the the all creator, 
because the All Creator was created by the Supreme Creator. It's 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 an uh, American Indian idea with this. So it's 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 um I can't say exactly where where, but my idea of of them saying this with the Sabay or the the Sasquatch or even any of the other um, forest elementals or, or um, say fairies or demons or anything like this. They all very much respect this order and that they do have their order, which is the same as here, which is, yeah, you know, you can always hear the Catholics say that with the, um, um, as bound here on earth as it is in heaven when they make new laws yeah. within the church. So it's, it's, it's the same reflection of that, that there is an order that is carried on, on either side. Yeah, and that by banishing it or, or saying, I, yeah, I rebuke you in the name of the Supreme Creator or I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ, whichever fills that role is um, sufficient mm. for them to actually adhere to that. Yeah. And you got to mean it. Yeah. So that's one of those things I sort of didn't really understand a while ago because like when you, this is the, my biggest hate towards religion, you know, like people will like go, oh yeah, God is real and all does all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. And you know, what do you hear from a paranormal, paranormal aspect? You know, people will be there shit scared of some sort of weird creature or beast and they go, oh, God, save me, please, Jesus Christ, blah, 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 you know, praying and the next minute these, these demons go away or whatever. And then my argument was, what about when you have, like, someone who's, like, literally got a gun pointed to their head or some poor kid's getting trafficked and raped or, you know, just any, some, something, something there where something awful's happening. This person's praying to God on all their mind going, please save me, please save me, I don't want to die or something. But yet nothing happens from God's side of things, and it's like, how can you trust and believe in a religion when they can't even save that person, but they can go and save someone from a bloody spirit or a demon that's possessing their house or whatever? And that's where I called out the mm. bullshit with mm. religion. That's what I hated against them. Like you know, it's all mighty power supposed to save you, but can't save you from you know reality and that sort mm. of things. Mm. There's always polarity, man. There's always the dark and the light, you know. Um, like I've known plenty of uh, heavily religious people and they have someone close die to them and they try and pray it away and it doesn't work and that normally causes a, a bit of a mental break in those people because it's like you're trying to channel the they almighty. They have to justify it. Mm. Yeah, you know. Uh, it's it's an odd one, man. Well, do you want to go Do you want to go down a cryptid track? Yeah, quickly, let's go. Um, I've got a little bit of time and the missus already starting to get at me. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. get into it. Yeah, Triffin's got one. Yeah, no, her Triffin's on this. <laughs> uh, okay, let's have a look here. Can I? Can I, can I, can I? Do you have a good history here in Australia? Yeah. Recorded history. To... Here we go. That's what I want to do. Okay. Can you put that up on the screen, find sir, please? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So this is... Um, this is a camping trip. This is a mate of mine went for a bit of an explore. And he... Uh, found this. That's a good pace then, isn't it? Yeah, that's about a good metre step. So they're toes, yeah. Yep. There's only four toes, or is it sort of smooshed together to five toes? We got it. It's running through the mud. Is there a collection of two next to each other? Oh, there, there's two there, isn't there? One of those ones. They look like hoof yeah, it's a bit smaller that one. to have a look at the other ones there in front of me a bit further on to get a better idea of the actual footprint because that to me looks like it's like they're on there like tippy toe sort of if they get what I mean like they're running on their toes mm. well, something's run through there I mean they're stride if it was something like a like it was a do- is there two there at, at the top is there two next to yeah. each other like you, yeah, you know it's like um... two footprints next to each other and then a, and then another another uh, another pace you know yeah, no. They'll have the it, two and then one and then two it, and one kind of. I've like got some other photos there. I was just I just found that video. Basically, there was three. It looked like something had run through there because this where we were, um, the massive floods in Queensland, the water was almost up to where that was. Right, it was really, really, it was hell wet there for a long time, um, and it looked like something with paws ran through uh, that area, right? Um, and there has been. The, the, the classic black cat sightings out mm. that way as well. Um, and, yeah, as far as, like, camping goes, the first campsite we went to, we were surrounded by scrub, and there was heavy, weird vibes, man, like heavy. No one wanted to go and collect firewood, right, like in the dark, in the night. Um, 
it was heavy yaoi vibes is what we were calling it that night whereas we go to the second campsite and not as bad the energy was fine there however when we laid on the ground looking up at the milky way there was a more than one of the boys said it sort of felt like we were being watched by something um and yeah cryptids man they're mm. out there might have been sassy's, sassy's pet. <laughs> that's gonna freak you out i know yeah. we went camping up at uh, sunny corner we went uh gold penning and um and uh it was two two families so it was so it was us and another family we went down the creek and we did some panning and there was only one little uh hollow of water too so we dug and as we dug we hit some water but we found some gold went back up and cooked and had food had something to eat the kids went to bed and then we all sat up, had a few drinks and then went up we all went to bed and then uh we camped at the top of the hill and it was only like a big roundabout so it was in one of the um, uh, state state forests, and it wasn't an open campsite, but a few people had camped there before. And um, so we're up there. It was windy, but in the middle of the night, I woke up. You know, your witching hour, and I could hear like cackling, or like uh, kids playing down in the bottom where we were fossicking earlier. You know what I mean? And like, I knew there was wild dogs, there's possible wild dogs, and and uh, Things like that, but it, it sounded like I don't know, like cackle. I mean, the closest thing I kind of heard was like uh, foxes, you know, like uh, foxes having that cackle sound. It's a real weird sound. I never, never, it was like, oh, that's a weird sound. And then the next morning, the other family got up and said that I'd, they were laughing because I'd got on, I'd, I'd gotten up to go to the toilet and then I was so drunk that I tried to get into the wrong tent. I tried to get into their tent. And I'm like, no, I, I never got up. I never, what do you mean? And they were laughing, ah, shut up, no, you were, you were. And I, I never, I never got up. Like, <laughs> that freaked me out, eh? Because I'm like, I never fucking got up, eh? And then that night I heard that. And this is before I really looked into any of this Yowie bullshit or any of this other stuff. And I'm just sitting there scratching my head going like, who the fuck tried to get in their tent, man? Mm. They had kids in there. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, that was, and I said, I, I heard noises. I thought they were wild dogs. And then, and then that morning we're packing up, and then uh, the farm, the, the 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 farmer next door, he drives up on his big four wheeler, <clears throat> like this um, this big quad bike trailer and everything. He drives up, and this is old fellow, you know, he's got his hat on, and he's he's old. He's that was his parents's, yeah, that was his parents' farm, so he's inherited right And this guy's old, and he's just looking out in the distance, you know, looking over the foothills and everything. And he's like, "You guys uh, came up here last night." We're like, yeah, yeah, we just went to Fosking, did this and that. It's like, oh, yeah. It's, you know, there's, uh, there's dingoes up here. I'm like, dingoes? Fucking what? Dingoes? I thought wild dogs because the state mine fire and everything that, that flushed like, the wild dogs out from around those areas. <laughs> so he's going, yep, dingoes. I've seen them drag a sheep down into the bush down there and this and that. I'm thinking, oh, fuck, maybe that's what it was. You know? And then I got home and then after this Yowie stuff, I looked up and going, dingoes in, in sunny sunny corner area, or you know, sure and river area. I looked up, I couldn't find anything. And um, yeah, I'm sitting there now, and I'm thinking, but who 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 actually tried to get into their tent? Like, mm. that's weird, you know. Like, what about a Sheila coming back? To this day, I still can't figure out. 
<laughs> Actually, I tell you what, I tell you what, just suck him, mate. I, I don't know, I don't yeah. know what the fuck. <laughs> I got chills now. <laughs> I, I tell you what, boys, it, it doesn't seem like we're getting any. There's no one wants to share a story. So, do you want to finish it up, mate? I mean, yeah, no, or... no, that's not good, man. I think we should finish her up there. Unfortunately, uh, no one wants to come and join in. Share their scary stories. Um, which is unfortunate, but I'll finish it. I'll finish. I'll finish. I'll finish it with. Uh, that same camping spot where those prints were found, right? So those prints yep. were found at the top of the hill behind us where we were camping. And I woke up, uh, witching hour again to do, a, you know, go and do a wee. Got up out of the swag, and I've got a fully enclosed swag, right? Um, and got up out of the swag to, you know, do a wee. And, you know, I was sort of a bit awake, you know what I mean? I, we'd gone to bed pretty early that night, and... I thought, oh, I'll just, you know, I might sit up in, you know, outside the swag and have a smoke and, you know, just enjoy the stars or whatever, you know. And like the, you know, that the alarm bells in your head, right? It was like, no, you're not. You get back in that swag and you zip it up right now, like right now. And I did, right? And a period of time Was that your voice, you think? I don't know, man. But a period of time later, I felt... thought I heard something walking because we had a tarp down and we put the swags on the tarp and I heard something moving on the tarp um, and I just stayed stock still right? as I say because it was cold like it was bloody cold it was winter time this year and you know so I, I was fully buttoned up um, but my mate his head was exposed man and I'm just thinking you know what is that thing that's walking around on the tarp um, he didn't, he didn't flinch. Nothing, nothing happened. But yeah, there was just like, it was immediate too. It was like, I, I went to get the smokes out, started rolling one. I was like, nah, you button this up right now. Button up, zip everything up. And yeah, within five minutes of me doing that, I heard movement. Uh, so who knows, man? Maybe the black cat lives up there. You know what I mean? Like. I've I've heard some some of the Yowie stories where someone's on a tent and they wake up and they freak out and they're like there's fucking something looking and then all of a sudden the fucking thing starts pissing off the tent. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking some crazy stories Jeez. there. That's kind of weird shit like that. And the other the, the, the other one is that is that the whole the thing was there the whole fucking time watching you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's actually put that idea into your head and then you're just like, I'm, I'm going to go to bed. And then you go in there and then that was it, just stepping away. Not coming not coming up. Yeah. No. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. Jeez. Freaky. Well, guys, if anyone's going to come on quickly or even if it was before, a big cat um, or not. <laughs> someone share their experiences, we'd love to get you on there to go and share your spooky stories. So I know someone's got to have something out there quickly before you end the show. Um, so just quickly, uh, one more thing we're going to bring up. Have you guys ever dabbled in the um, Ouija boards? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. No, no, stay well clear. Nah. <laughs> yeah, no, never have. No, definitely. Oh yeah, man. I've I, yeah, yeah. I oh, look. I could tell you a Ouija board experience, but it, it there's a few things that interact with it. Um, oh, do I share this one? <laughs> Well, hopefully they'll give you a bit of time there to go to the yard so someone can come and sneak on in. Well, you're creating a poltergeist. I'll give you the idea that they that they they actually create a poltergeist within you or in that room. Mm. And uh, unless unless you close it, it's going to stay open. So you could you could even 
do the same thing to a photo, turn a photo into a Ouija board and create that as a type of poltergeist. So I'll, it's, I'll, uh, look, listen, I'll, I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story. Um, there's a few caveats that need to be taken into account, right? So I used to like doing the... I was a bit of an enigma in high school, boys. I, I made the first grade footy team, but I also did all the plays as well. You know what I mean? Um why did I do all the plays? All the chicks did all the plays, man. Are you serious, right? Um, <laughs> we all get changed in the same room. I'm not silly, man. Uh, <laughs> 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 set of stories for another different, totally different podcast. Anyway, long story short, we had our after party. Now, we're at this weird house at the after party. Now, this time during my high school period may or may not have coincided with the time that I first smoked weed and got the proper effects of that just that needs to be said okay and anyway i'm wandering around maybe a little bit under the weather if you know what i mean boys and i walked into this room and some of the girls and a couple of guys from the play that we were doing were around a ouija board and there was a shadow over the room okay and i sat down to just observe I didn't join I didn't touch the thing uh, but it was doing some weird things like this thing was writing something very quickly and I don't even remember now whether I know someone was trying to write the letters down but I don't remember whether or not anyone did uh, and this is where it gets weird okay now this is just what I saw so like I said there was a shadow over the room and there, you know, when you talk like this, actually what's interesting, layer it onto what Anthony said about the, the half-awake, that, that trance-like state, right? I was not part of the Ouija board, but I was in the room. And from my perception, okay, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but like this dark shadow thing formed like a, a cloud on the ceiling, Right? And this, it was like full Hollywood stuff, man. And this cloud started spinning, right? And then this thing came up from the Ouija board into the cloud, right? And it, it was cold and it was dark and it was, mm. it was not good, man. Whatever was going on was not cool. And, Manifesting. Oh, oh yeah. Potential, those, potential yeah, energy man. and shit. I don't even know, know man. Like, but then... It was like this green thing, this glowing thing went into this cloud and oh, it was dark. It was weird stuff, man. And then I grabbed I grabbed the Ouija board and basically just grabbed it and threw it against the wall. And then almost immediately the the room changed, right? Because I wouldn't have said there was a light on. But when everything came back around, there was a light on in the room, right? But I remember walking in there and it was dark, right? Mm. Um, and then everybody sort of came out of this trance-like state. And I tried to approach people about, did you, what just happened in here, right? I know what I came in and what I saw, but I'm, you know what I mean? Like, what <laughs> just happened out. in what here, right? And, and none of them, and I remember this, none of them acknowledged what happened. Right, which is why I have those caveats in there. You know, was I super high and seeing things, man? Maybe. However, everyone was a bit weirded out after that. 
right? Like they had experienced something, but no one wanted to talk about it. No one mentioned the Ouija board, right? Um, it was an odd, odd thing. And I don't know how to, like from my memory and my perception, that's what happened. And I don't know. I don't know, man, right? I, I can't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Right, and none of the people there acknowledged what happened. None of them, they all sort of just, they're in that trance like state. And I watched them sort of wake up, you know what I mean? They sort of look around. They felt, they they, just, they felt like that they were violated. They don't want to actually want to talk about it, you know? No, what I mean? they didn't want, they didn't, whatever like, happened, they, they like, didn't want to mention We just it. fucked up, yeah. They've yeah, got they this understanding, have, but yeah. <laughs> whatever happened, that collective consciousness that they were generating was not good, and no one wanted to acknowledge it after the fact. Um, mm. And I've never told that story on the record before because it's that it's crazy, man. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. some crazy shit. You know, and I and I was probably as I say, I was fourteen, fifteen. May or may not have been really, really, really high. Um, <laughs> so. But even still, like you know, well, even being under the influence, you sort of still have a concept of reality in a sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like well, I wasn't. So- for me, for me, this is a lot of the reason why I've been going down this, you know, these these rabbit holes. Is I want to know how to like what we we're talking about earlier today about uh, the positive aspects of these things and and, and uh, what what do we what do we do about it? And for me, is things like knowing knowing that there's um, you can say things like I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ if you're mm. if you've been baptized. If you haven't, the supreme creator. I mean, even even I would use Jesus Christ. I haven't been baptized, but I understand that it was it was a it was a conscious wave across all of but there's earth. Other, but there's other things you can use um, from a clearing sense. Uh, oh, look, I've already said enough weird stuff tonight. I have cleared <laughs> many houses. I've cleared many houses before, and that's I could tell you some stories about mm. that. That maybe that's for another day. Um, and there's another thing you can do, and it's very similar to what you're saying, Rub, is that you use the, uh, the violet flame, you can use uh, golden source energy, because everything's energy, man. You can create an you energy You talk to group, them as well. You know, right? they're, Absolutely, they're, yeah. If, you can, you, if they're conscious, if they, you talk to them and say, look, oh, you know, I've, I'm, you know, I'm... I, I'll like, tell you what. You, you don't want to invite them in like Anthony was no. doing before. <laughs> there's, there's a very different thing in, 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 no, in showing them the respect don't. for their nature. Mm. Yeah. for what they are if and they're the an elemental you, way yeah. you, you know they're perfect for what they are you know they're like if angels in that way if so you're in a way, clearing you're a house yeah absolutely if you're clearing a house and you find something and it tries to fight you or whatever it is right you do talk to it so listen mm. i've got no issues with you existing however you can't exist here anymore okay this house is not your domain it's time for you to go and they either choose to go of their own volition or you can sweep them through with golden light or violet flame or there's a number of different things. Sage does work, but yeah, grub is also right. Depending on the power of the element or the spirit or what you're actually dealing with, sage can piss them off. Um, yeah. However, it's a good starting point. If it, if it pisses them off, then at least you know where you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I, I just I, you're making me remember all my spooky stories. I thought for all money, and I would, and I that I, I, I saw a, I saw a demon once. Okay, 
it was in the Valley in Brisbane, 2006, seven somewhere in there, right? And there used to there's this old you don't you can't go there anymore, but there's this old underground dodgy old dingy eatery, like back in 07 it was dingy, right? And for whatever reason we found ourselves down there getting a feed. I don't know what we were doing. It's me and a couple of friends. And this thing walked past. And as it walked past, it was almost like it froze time. And that's, that's the only way I describe it. But it was full stereotypical, right? It had a, a wide brim hat, uh, a long coat. It was bearded. Ooh, that's the one. It, yeah. had, it had sunglasses on, right? And it was muttering... In what I, what I can only say was, and you know what language, like that dark language, you know what I mean? I'm not mm. even going to try and replicate it here now. But it was muttering in like Latin with, you know, again, if you started muttering Enoch, Latin. the language yeah, of Enoch or something. Yeah, yeah. You, if you muttered, <laughs> muttered Latin through that voice thing you were doing earlier, you know what I mean? That's what it sounded like. Again, I don't know who you're talking about. Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Whoever, when the Grim Reaper stole our souls earlier tonight, yeah. Get him back, and he he does it. Um, okay, I and say then this thing, and then this this thing sat down like two or three tables from us, and I'm like, I knew it was there, and it was like the no one around me knew it was there, right? And then I remember this thing looking at me, and I looked at it, and then as soon as it recognised that I could see it. It left. And then everything went back to normal. Right? But during... And this was probably a 15 to 20 second experience. But it... it, it, it Like, when it walked past me, the energy of this thing was just like death, man. You know what I mean? Like, it was... It was bad. Like, as, as malevolent of anything that I've ever felt. Um... And yeah, but it was full stereotypical, you know. And I, and I wonder then, did I manifest that vision of what it is? Because all the X Files and Angel and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know what I mean? Did I, did I mm. you know, supernatural? Did I manifest what it looked like um, through my own perception? I've always that's, thought that. That's the Hat Man. Yeah, yeah, it's the Hat Man, and like he. And then when you hear about it now, and you're like, "Fuck everybody!" Apparently, sees this motherfucking dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Someone goes, what, he, what the fuck? Shadow Man's got like a like a like a costume closet. Like what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was full stereotypical trench coat, beard, hat, glasses, and I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that experience. So that like, I think that's the closest to true evil that I've ever been. Like whatever that thing was, was darkness incarnate. It was, man, yeah. So you guys, you guys are you, you, you're digging out all my <laughs> crazy fucking stories. This is but. good. I'm enjoying. That's gnarly. <laughs> you got to try to figure out what days they were. What like uh, I mean, for like the astrological side of it. Well, it was winter. I know it was winter because I remember it was being cold. Right? It didn't. I when mm. I first saw this thing walking through the eatery, the fact that it had a jacket on didn't. I didn't register as that as being odd. Actually, I mm. think we were in the eatery because it was cold and we wanted to get out of the rain and the cold in the valley. Is it still there? Oh, it's, de- it's, de- it's defunct now. It's de- it's, I, don't, I don't know whether it's still there. No. I, 
Yeah, I'm too old to go to the valley now. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Do you sort of remember like how you were sort of feeling in that before you actually seen this guy or thing? Like, you're like what was, was your sort of like your day. emotion? You, you... I remember, I remember it being a strange day, and I remember walking into that eatery going, "What the fuck is this place?" Right? I'd never seen it before, and I did go back there a few times after that, after that experience, just to look at it from a different perspective it's this old dingy so, yeah, okay. in this yeah, in this yeah. shopping complex that was probably big in the 80s and you know what i mean like it was, it's old mm. uh, 70s and 80s and yeah you had to go down at least one level even two levels to get so to you're underground area. you're underground yeah 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 oh well, that's got something yeah. to do with it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and um i remember it being an odd day i remember it being a strange day like it what am i doing in the valley during the day you know, when you go to the valley, you're in there during the night. You know, no one, yeah. <laughs> no one goes to the valley during the day. So what are we doing? I don't even remember why we were there. Um, but I remember getting out of the, we wanted to go inside somewhere to get the feed. And one of the boys we were with said, oh, I know there's an eatery. There's a weird eatery down here. We'll just go down in here. Um, but I remember it being an odd energetic day. And I remember looking around the eatery and feeling like it was an odd place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there was no major chains in there, if you know what I mean. There was no Maccas. There was no – it was all weird uh, family done um, businesses. You know what I mean? Like there was the Chinese and, you know, it wasn't many. Like the eatery wasn't full there either. Then so you go on the you underbelly know. version. Yeah. And it was just an odd experience, man. It was just a really odd experience that – as I say, and it felt it was so cold and evil, and it honestly felt like. See, I mean, I've got stories about time as well that we can discuss. Um, I, I fully think you can manipulate three-dimensional time. You've got to pay for it, right? There's a balance and a scale there. However, can you speed up or slow down time? Absolutely, you can, right? Uh, time, yeah, I, time, time, magic, se- even even sex magic can be yeah, used for that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this is the thing. When you're with the right woman, you know, uh, 10 minutes can feel like an hour and a half, depending on what you're doing. You know what I mean? Or, or, the, or vice versa. You, you slow time. <laughs> you, you know, 10 minutes was a secret. However, yeah, I remember being cold and I just, this thing, it walked behind me. I remember that, right? So it walked... I sort of saw it coming in my peripheral coming that way. And as it walked behind me, as I say, cold, dark, evil uh, things, man. Um, and, uh, yeah, the muttering of the Latin, well, we you know, in, in the language of Enoch-like thing I said, and then it sat down at a table. And I couldn't, it was one of the, it's like a train wreck. You can't look away. Right, because I knew that it was there, and I knew it was bad. But I'm like, I, I, I couldn't help but look. You know, the hero always looks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like everybody looks. <laughs> right. Uh, and when I looked at it, it looked at me. And as soon as it could see that I could see it, it left. That's and interesting. I don't, no, normally, uh, normally, normally, that's when shit gets wild. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, usually, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Decided to, um, yeah, made, made, yeah, right. interesting. Well, it was it was the eatery had a lot of beings in it, whether they were people or not. I don't know. <laughs> it had a lot of beings in it. It would have if it had a cause to scene, 
it would have been quite a scene. Um, mm. And yeah, who, why it was there and what it was there for, I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Well, I've got one there I want to finish cool. it off I with. I like the idea. Yep, let's finish up. So um, I dabbled a little bit in, as a kid there, like, you know, stupid kids as we do, we sort of dabble a little bit. There's, wouldn't you call it uh, maybe witchcraft, a bit, a bit of a spell sort of sort of stuff, you know, it's a bit of a weird stuff. I don't know, you would have ever done the um, bot as a feather. Yeah, as a feather, oh, yeah, the board, the as a stone yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did a lot of yeah. stuff there. I can't really remember if um, if we did get any height or anything. It might have felt like a little bit at times there. I don't really think so. It's probably more of our imaginations more than anything. And I also remember doing another one there where like, obviously candles are lit up everywhere, you know, you set the scene, set the, set the mode. And we were mm. doing this um, water bowl. So water in a bowl and you get the candlestick and you sort of ask the devil or a demon or something like that, going, what am I going to be when I die? So you sort of drip the candle wax into the bowl and it starts creating little shapes inside mm. the bowl. And what it came up for me was a headless mermaid, or merman. Right. Which is a really weird thing to go, like, oh, cool, I can be a mermaid when I'm dead. And they're like, no, you're headless. You don't have a head. I was like, oh, well, that's not as, that's not as much fun. But anyway, but yeah, it's just sort of weird shit like that. <laughs> so, I don't know, it's sort of a weird sort of stuff as you do as a kid. I don't know where we sort of find these ideas of what, how to do these, like, especially back in the 90s. You can't go on the internet back then and go and sort of figure out what kind of witchcrafty spells are going to work or not work you know there's mm. sort of some shit that we sort of get out in our heads or hear from but someone I mean, else's folks but is this stuff is this stuff like i was talking about earlier boys you know do we quest after this natural magic you know i took and i say magic with a k you know what i mean m-a-g-m-a-g-i-c-k uh you know because i dabbled in that sort of stuff as a teenager as well um and do we go after this because it's another genetic echo like we know that That's there weird. is understanding I, I and, 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 and power within the symbols, within the pentacle, within the elements, right? Uh, you know, this is this is what we're talking about, you know, and, and you, what what is the pentacle represent the and thing is if you look if I if I point there, I'm pointing directly at the pentacle that's on the door of the studio because the pentacle originally, although it's a satanic symbol, it was interpreted by the church. It's a symbol of protection. Um and we talk about candles, you talk about water, you talk about air, light, you know, light as a feather, stiff as a board, right? The the five points of the star, it's earth, air, fire, water. And what's the last one, Grub? What are we playing in? It's the ether. Ah, oh, for the fit, yeah, yeah. Four elements and then the, uh, the, and the then fifth. The that, and then the thing that yeah. joins everything together, right? And, you know, maybe these stories and these spirits and all this sort of stuff, they're they're coming out of the ether man that's the thing mm. that joins everything else together um but yeah it's weird like yeah. why For mine, mine, that magic you mine know? was ancient egyptian stuff when i was a kid one of the first books i picked up was this this big photo book of uh Carmen's artifacts and i remember being four five six seven eight years old and i would i started painting like drawing his death mask you know the Tutankhamun's death mask mm-hmm mm-hmm and just like I fucking knew there's something like intrinsic in what they were doing. And then you hear, yeah, there was, there was, yeah, for me, like I, I never tried to do any of the magic stuff. It's kind of, kind of weird, but I always used to argue with my brother, who's a, that fucking astrophysicist now, he's masters and shit. <laughs> 
And and I go, I, I argue with him still this day. And I like look at a tree and explain a tree to him, and he's like, Nah, it's, it's the exact opposite for everything, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I've, I, I don't know, but um, I think, I mean, now kids are gonna be getting into crazier shit than Ouija boards. I yeah, mean, there's the ten-year-olds coming up saying they've been doing it now. Yeah. And um, but I mean, it's a, it's a, it's 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 not as so much that, but now because of what we're doing, we, we need to be able to give explanation to our kids about why that is important. Yeah. You know, it's don't true. tell them not to do it, but mm. say, when you do this, you actually, it's that, that's, that's just a piece of cardboard and a plastic cup. Yeah. The actual yeah. energy that's, made, that's happening and manifesting is from you. Mm. You actually mm. have those powers. <laughs> Use them wisely because otherwise you'll fuck up shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's 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 a here's a here's a funny story maybe to finish on because it's about eight thirty now and we've all got kiddly wings to sort out. Yeah. However, um, working at a spare parts store, this is later on, right? In my early twenties, after dabbling in magic and black candles and different types of spells and stuff, right? Don't know whether any of it worked. If I look back, maybe I fucked my life up a little bit through doing some of that stuff, but it's neither here nor there. Um, but just by chance, I'm going past the, you know, putting, you know, so we had these big shelves. We put all the stock on for the delivery driver to deliver when they come on their rounds, right? So they go to all the workshops, yeah? And there's a plastic bag sitting on the shelf. And inside that plastic bag is black candles, there's uh, red wax, there's parchment, there's, I'm like, that's a dark spell kit, whatever that is, right? And this young girl who was the delivery driver at the time, I was really drawn to talk to her. I'm like, listen, do you actually know what you're doing with that stuff, right? Because if you, and she goes, oh, I'm using it for a love spell. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, don't fucking do that, okay? <laughs> that, is, that is a bad idea, okay? I've got the lamb at home. <laughs> yeah, don't. Do not do that, okay? Um, I actually ended up taking the stuff off her. I said, listen, I will buy this off you, but you can't. I don't think it's a good idea for you to have this stuff and to follow through with what you're doing now because you have no idea what you're actually doing, you know. Um, there's a reason we use the elements. There's a reason we use sacred geometry. There's a reason. You know, Randall Carlson the other day basically said that he'd done enough magic spells and testing of elements to say that it was real and then he wouldn't say any more, the bastard, right? <laughs> <laughs> However... Um, there's a reason that that old magic continued on that elemental magic that symbolic magic that wound its way through and again he's wound through all the Masonic stuff through all the churches and all this sort of stuff you should see that like um, Angus and I are going to go into the cathedral in Brisbane City it's amazing but it's all Masonic we're going to go in there with a triptych eye we're going to go in there with a oh fucking Adelaide symbolism wouldn't it Adelaide would be awesome for it. Yeah, uh, Sydney's know, awesome for it as well. Sydney's awesome for it as well. The big cathedral. You're going to go to the universities as well. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's all creepy stuff, man. But yeah, don't. Uh, I think the thing is, don't play with things you don't understand mm. because you could be tapping into energies that you don't understand because. Your through, discernment. Through, yeah. Your discernment and your gut feelings. Mm-hmm. Like those yeah. feelings that that, that that you have when when uh, well, shit like, saw that bag of stuff, right? It was like that bag of stuff. I'm like, what is that? Whoever's that is, I need to talk <laughs> about it right now. And yeah, she's like, oh, I'm going to do a love spell. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not doing that. No one's doing that. 
Well, the biggest thing I, I can sort of recommend on that too is like if people are going to sort of dabble, because people will try and dabble and stuff mm. like that. The biggest thing I can sort of in, um, offer as a bit of advice is don't drag people in with it with you. Um, do it all solely by yourself. Don't try and drag others in you to sort of try and help you out or anything like that. Because if something does go haywire, it's just you yourself that's got to go and suffer the consequences of shit going wrong and not the other people who are innocent bystanders and that sort of nature. And remember that everything's energy too, right? And you, if you're trying to manipulate, well, let's take time for instance, right? I, absolutely, you can speed up and slow down time. However, if you do that, and I may or may not know this from personal experience, if you manipulate time to a certain degree, you will pay for it, right? There, there, there is a there is a balance in this universe. There is a dark. There is a light. There is a balance. And if you could try and dabble in things that a you don't understand and b you've got no business dabbling in then the cost of that might be higher than you imagine. And you've got to be careful, real careful. Definitely. Well, boys, I think we'll um, finish it there, right? And um, yeah, look, because it's fun sort of talking on this whole spooky, scary sort of side of things. It's really good. I like, like hearing these, um, I get that good little chilly vibe to it, you know, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you drag some stuff out of me. You made me, you made me tell some stories that I wasn't. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we can see that connection, how, how, the extraterrestrial side is almost identical in in what we're talking about tonight. You know? Yeah, paranormal ET. I think they're all the same. Yeah. Paranormal ET spirits. Demons, mm. It's all the same. So it's, yeah, it's yeah, it seems very very uh, yeah that 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 that's the part that I'm trying to emphasize in all this is because it's mm. if we start looking at it all all the same way then we can actually start seeing patterns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Strange, mm -hmm. you know, well, I think that's our, I think that'll <laughs> be the, uh, the topic for our next segment on encountering the coded realms. There, boys, I think we've got one there for where does it all come into the paranormal ET sort of things. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah. So now, listen, boys, I enjoy segment. these. I enjoy mm -hmm. these, and I and I appreciate uh, appreciate you both, and appreciate the time. And uh, until next time, mate. No, definitely, guys. Yeah. Thanks you very Good much time. for coming in. And that will do it, folks, for this episode of Encounters Down Under. I hope you enjoyed the show, and remember, you can also get involved in the show by joining the Facebook page and getting in on the live streams. Also, please be sure to share with your friends and family to help us grow, and potentially find our next guest on the show. If you or you know someone who has had an encounter, please get in touch with me through our Facebook page via Messenger, or email at australianufosightings at outlook.com.au. I look forward to seeing you on the next Encounter Down Under. Hooroo! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.